Funny COVID stories. Lord Michaels, take some notes. You might fucking learn something. Holla! Thank you very much. Bad boy. Soy boy. Strikes back. Holla! George Lucas lives. Thank you very much. Once upon a time, there was a biracial Korean Jewish kid from the Riverdale section of the Boogie Down Bronx, Stephen Park, otherwise known as Bad Boy Soy Boy, since he unleashed his nunchucks of fury at a block party on a bunch of shit-talking black gangbangers who wore the same white beater, cornrows, and cut-off jean shorts, looking like they were dressing up for Coolio Appreciation Day, who never dared to call Bad Boy Soy Boy a COVID chink in his miss ever again, as he cracked one cornrow braided skull in two after another, without breaking a sweat in a New York minute. Son of Sam in the 70s was scary, no doubt, but the surge in hate crimes against Jews and Asians in the Boogie Down Bronx, Jersey City, and throughout the island of Manhattan were at an all-time high, with no relief or added protection in sight. Especially since New York City became a sanctuary city, which is encourage lawlessness on crack. Holla! Lord Michaels, start your fucking notation already. Thank you very much! Cops today were younger, softer, and far less hardcore than their 9-11 predecessors. We're talking 3,000 threat count snuggle soft. Holla! Funny COVID stories. Thank you very much! Nobody in the force today possessed the balls to make money on the side through good old-fashioned extortion like 99% of the force in the movie Serpico. Bail was banned in New York. Garbage filled the streets. Rats grew the size of Lena Dunham during Rush Hour Week after challenging Leslie Jones to a junior's cheesecake and hail off. But even these woke, large, and in charge funny women couldn't believe what a scary shithole their cherished concrete jungle of yesteryear had become in four years flat. That gave birth to crazy talk slogans that punctured the air, such as ban ICE because Homeland Security was so weapons of mass destruction years. Holla! John Stewart. Take some notes. You can learn a couple of things. Thank you very much! It's no excuse to mug Chinese grandma in Chinatown, yet the made in Wuhan finance by fuckface Fauci virus. Holla! Made New Yorkers at large crazier than ever, placing misspelled faith in a news media, hell-bent on feeding more unregulated hate and fear into the nation about the black man in America being America's most haunted, despite not one enlightened BLM member encouraging their fellow brothers-in-arms to just stop resisting arrest or the temptation to run out on a $2,000 dinner check in South Beach for spring break, God forbid. Florida, new slogan. Gotta love it. Holla! In DeSantis, we trust. Thank you very much. Every day, Bad Boy Soy Boy worked at his parents' deli in the South Bronx, despite living the leafier, more snuggle-soft confines of Riverdale in the Bronx, where abandoned 
torch burnt out buildings to salvage a semblance of ROI from the insurance company were less common than a B minus Korean student at Bronx Science. Holla! Favreau lives. Thank you very much! Bad boy, soy boy. Had to bite his lip at the dolly every time some shit-talking brother would come in there talking endless shit, yelling, COVID shake this, COVID shake that. Despite him being half Korean and half chosen person Jewish, it didn't make a difference because cum-bucket dumpsters such as Cardi B today were deemed heady, cultural, enriching poets from the streets whose gaping, sloppy third snatch couldn't be beat. Allegedly, Jim Rome lives. Holla! Thank you very much! But one day, bad boy soy boy decided enough was enough. So he opened a medical speakeasy weed milk bar in Bergen, New Jersey as a front to offer nunchuck self-defense classes for Asian Americans based in any of the five boroughs willing to make the schlep to fight for their life to live at the protracted, rapidly fading American dream with a semblance of peace of mind as they raged, raged against the dying of the light. Dylan Thomas lives. Holla! Rodney too. Comedy God forevermore. Thank you very much. Now, bad boy, soy boy, self-defense class. Nunchucks of Fury became the number one tourist destination in Bergen history. Not that there was much stiff competition in this department, but bad boy, soy boy had a college roommate from UPenn, University of Pennsylvania. We talked on the phone every day. I worked as a rock star chef for a Korean food truck in Old City in Philly. Known for their Korean egg roll cheesesteak hot pocket breakfast treats. We now had to invest in a bulletproof vest covered food truck in Old City, which was once the only really safe area in Philly outside of Center City on Chestnut Street. But safe spaces for Asian Americans were now deader than Jeremy Lin's chances of gracing the cover of Sports Illustrated seven times in a row, especially since J.R. Smith, bitch and Nick's management, but the Golden Child. Harvard grad who plopped into the Knicks laps out of the blue because he was hogging the garden spotlight and bike lane all for himself. Holla! Of course, this is before J.R. Smith played for the Cleveland Cavaliers and won a championship with the king of the persecution complex, otherwise known as LeBron James, a.k.a. Princess Diaries, Cantor Lives. Holla! And this is also before the head of public relations, of the Cleveland Cavaliers, banned J.R. Smith from conducting any more post-game interviews in the locker room on his hoverboard, insisting that J.R. was high enough already. Ha! J.R. Smith lives. Thank you very much! Asian Americans, including Koreans, Japanese, Chinese, who never bothered to study martial arts, thinking it wasn't necessary to learn from 1994, through 2020, were flocking to Bad Boy Soy Boy's self-defense nunchucks of fury class. Bad Boy Soy Boy's grandfather, Michael Cornbu, was a Holocaust survivor because when all the brown shirt and teeth and members of their day banned guns, he used his own nunchucks of fury gifted to him from his Korean father-in-law and cracked Nazi skulls hyped on crystal meth all his way to freedom from Nazi persecution. Holocaust survivors live. Holla! Thank you very much! And in a related note, how do members of Antifa celebrate Mother's Day exactly? Do they take out the trash and move out of their mother's house for good? Holla! 
Thank you very much. Michael Cornbow pawned enough Nazi gold teeth from the skulls he cracked into with his nunchucks of fury to buy a boat pass to New York City, establish a family of his own, his own reflexology wife therapist, and became a proud first-generation deli owner, getting Jewish New Yorkers hooked on kimchi for more reasonable outs from ever having to suck face with their wife ever again. Holla! Kimchi lives. Thank you very much! Both young and old Asian Americans no longer had to live in helpless, paralyzed fear, all thanks to bad boy, soy boy, teaching them the infinite beatdown possibilities unleashed from the almighty nunchuck strikes of fury to ensure they were never fucked with again in the name of the COVID chink virus or not. Because bad boy, soy boy was on a mission from God to prove Bruce Lee's weapon of choice ain't nothing to fuck with. Holla! Wu-Tang lives! Thank you very much! COVID, the clown, lives! Holla! Thank you very much! Screw next year. Today, we send in the clown. Sodenheim lives. Holla! God's in the details. Thank you very much. I don't care if we get fined or reported to child services. Because any the adults and the attendants are joyless rap bastards intent on alerting the authorities or goodwill hoodie, aka Zitface Zook at Facebook, better socially distant, resistant birthday party in honor of my firstborn, the always luminous, effortlessly sweet, incredibly funnier than Blossom will ever be, Matilda Shoshana Rose. Singing corn blues. You only turn 10 once, baby. And her grandparents don't even know about us raising her Jewish yet. We'll get here about mitzvah in three years through Zoom. So our new spying Chinese overlords can see what star-powered personality is in motion. Knowing Ivanka Trump's daughter will most likely read her Haftorah portion in a drab, monotone, callous manner and do some boring speech in Mandarin about American exceptionalism Losing all luster since her daddy allowed American democracy to die under his watch. So here he is, without any further drawn out divisive introduction. COVID the clown, says Matilda's former investigative journalist father for the Chicago Tribune, which got canceled after his ban from Twitter for insisting the 2020 election was rigged and how the Chinese have resisted Wuhan lab investigations more than Aquafresh forcing him to take a job as a morally compromised Bitcoin blogger, addressing nefarious claims of sketchy money laundering, being the biggest backers by the new digital hit currency titled Show Me the Dark Money. Holla! Cameron Crowe lives. Thank you very much! One of the grandparents in attendance, Rachel, a wrinkly, veiny, haggard-looking Jewish mother from Highland Park, the, uh, Jewish Scarsdale of the North Shore sporting a BLM baseball cap, born and raised in the handsome, affluent suburb off of Lake Michigan, 40 minutes north of downtown Chicago. Interjects immediately and says, I wasn't told about there being any clowns at this party. Do you proof that he was vaccinated? Did he just come back from Florida on spring break? Does he have a history of performing in blackface? We just had one clown in the White House. Why bludgeon us to death with another? A stay-at-home dad there in place for his heart surgeon wife, who's always on call, interjects and says, Clown lives 
matter, bitch. Holla! All the comedy clubs are shut down indefinitely, and SNL only has so many slots to fill, and Pete Davidson already has a monopoly on being the boy toy rebound king of Staten Island for Generation Z. Looks like Annie Leibovitz and Barney from The Simpsons had a baby. So please spare us any more of your BLM bullshit proclaiming looting ain't a thing, but a Gucci reparations thing because we're not overrated performers like Beyonce who sat the national anthem for the Super Bowl to protest Demi Lovato singing it because she sounds too much like the white privileged version of Alabama Shakes. The other adults in attendance struggle to restrain themselves from laughing a long time. Matilda's father, who introduced COVID the Clown earlier at, you'll be pleased to know, Rachel, COVID the Clown only performs in Orange Face. So, here we go. Let's give a round of applause for COVID the Clown, resulting in a fairly tepid measured applause that follows. COVID the Clown enters the room doing a half-form cartwheel to everybody needs somebody to love by the Blues Brothers blasting on his old-school Radio Raheem Conjuring boombox from the Spike Lee joint Do the Right Thing. Matilda's friend, nerdy yet sassy friend Devin, who suffers from premature puberty disease, forcing her to wear heavy sweaters to conceal her awkwardly mountainous formations under, underneath, and says, who taught this clown how to do a cartwheel? Is he drunk on... Discontinued Trump vodka or what? Cobra the Clown launches into a stand-up comedy act and says, who's excited for our burning mask party? All the kids cheer in unison with maximum glee. Rachel, the BLM hat-sporting grandma, interrupts a solid attempt at crowd work and says, but you're not even wearing a mask, Bozo the Clown. Plus, you don't enunciate too well in the first place, so why would wearing a mask be such a muffled disservice to your act in the first place. I have a doctorate in speech pathology from the University of Wisconsin. <laughs> I was kept on retainer by the Obama administration to instruct him on the best ways to help him minimize his ums, ahs, and you knows, and resurgent lisp off the teleprompter. Plus, I was instrumental in reversing President Obama's awful habit of referring to his wife as Michael, some odd facock reason. <laughs> COVID the clown replies, maybe Obama wishes the former first lady were more camera-friendly, like Mike, or perform cooler under pressure after she threatened to break her arm up his ass if he offered Beyonce some Paul Newman's lemonade over her homemade kombucha ever again. Joan lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Matilda's father howls with laughing approval as deathly silence engulfs everywhere else in the room as... Stay home dad nearly bites off his lower lip in the process. COVID the clown says, have you ever heard of divorce immunity during COVID? It's fake news too. Doesn't exist actually. I used to believe in divorce immunity during COVID until my commercial agent dropped me at the Twitter ban me for life. Follows Wuhan lab cover up tweets. I also thought ever making fun of uh, Governor Cuomo, not even a governor in Illinois for looking like Mama Fratelli, the Goonies and the thing had a baby. <laughs> that Cold-blooded Italian reptilian inside. <laughs> and again, I thought divorce immunity during COVID held out some applicable promise after I got kicked out of my second city troop after killing on the main stage for three years straight. Since another cast member doxed my personal info to the Chicago Tribune and had Antifa show up to the doorman apartment at The Loop after they shared my old tweet screenshots about Obama that said, Fuck Trump. 
Obama's the one who loves Hitler. Obama wishes he was that organized. Mass extermination. False, pesty, hook-nosed critics who dared to criticize his new gifting timeout deal with Iran would be a gas. I'm banned from using Lyft and Uber now because I went in the Gateway Pundit podcast. Dun, dun, dun. And attempt to sell some tickets for my one-man show where he says this, which isn't happening now, obviously. And on air said, deplorable is anyone who's glad Jesse Smollett took a shot. Rachel, the BLM hat sporting grandmother, says, I don't think this material is child appropriate. If you're in the UK, you'd be arrested for flagrant violations of hate speech already. COVID the Clown says, I went to London against my will with my nurse wife before we got divorced and lost custody of my daughter, the brightest star in my universe. Wife got his tickets to see Bjork. I wanted to see Petrified Force personally. Now my choice is either entertain arrogant baby boomer grandparents on the kid birthday circuit as the orange face COVID the clown or pack out my tricycle bag of clown noses and fly southwest Arizona to take a job as a nurse recruiter next to my parents' estate in Scottsdale, Arizona with my head between my legs and searching my balls ever dropping by for a surprise encore appearance again recruiting nurses for a living based on their teamwork and ability to buy into synchronized TikTok dance routines for their Chinese spying masters is just what the doctor ordered Tenujin lives Holla! thank you very much Matilda 10-year-old birthday girl chimes in and says, I'm sorry to hear about your ex-wife, COVID the Clown. Really sorry to hear about your ex-wife, COVID the Clown. And I think it's really sweet how you don't want to move so far away from your little girl. But can you stick to the Burning Mass party material? Because my friends would rather play with my new American Girl 10 set than send one more minute listening to your sad sack life story with no comedic relief on the horizon in sight. No offense. Rachel, the BLM hat-wearing grandmother, adds, I agree with Matilda. There are already more people in this room than I feel comfortable with, knowing the birthday bash is a super spreader bound to happen. Why don't you just go home and call it a day? I'll pay you whatever you were promised just to stop you spreading such vicious lies and toxic disinformation about President Obama and Hollywood's biggest overseas market today. <laughs> Cover the Clown says, I'll give you a super spreader, bitch, <laughs> and squeezes his flower lapel in his shirt, which squirts a stream of orange crush into the BLM hat-wearing grandmother's eye. Everyone in the room finally laughs together in unison. United we laugh. I prove it every day. Holla! Thank you very much! Until his father says, what's wrong, Rachel? Would you feel more morally outraged if COVID the clown shot grape soda into your eyes instead? Because then you could have accused him of uh, cultural appropriation, <laughs> or you could have accused him of being a racist dictator clown, guilty of racially profiling your BLM hat, according to Trevor Noah. <laughs> Ever notice how for eight years when Obama was president, you never heard anyone online or at the post office announce with sincere, palpable glee, I love Obama. Comedy Central executives felt the same way when they decided to re-sign Trevor Noah for the foreseeable future. Holla! COVID the clown, Lorne Michaels. Hire some Yenta breath from Long Island to take notes for you already. Thank you very much. The Jewish Canadian <coughs> rapper conspiracy theorist. Holla! Funny COVID stories rolling on. Thank you very much. Chosen 
a 28-year-old black Jewish Canadian rapper conspiracy theorist required a COVID vaccine stamp on his passport for an upcoming summer tour in the U.S. after sending Kanye West a demo tape with banging killer rap songs such as Me, My Mask, and I, De La Soul Lives, F the Mass Police, NWA Lives, and Life After COVID. Biggie Smalls lives. Holla! Thank you very much! The problem was, Canada failed to distribute the vaccine, the useless vaccine that works less than Carmelo Anthony running the triangle offense under the all-knowing guidance of Phil Jackson. <laughs> Canada failed to distribute the vaccine to only 5% of the Canuck population so far. Enraging, even the most stalwart, die-hard, left-leaning government propagandist dirt rags of the far north who now ran harassingly hurtful headlines with the anemic vaccine distribution numbers that O Canada, such as Operation Esco Go, such as Operation Escar Go Speed, <laughs> Jagged Pill to Swallow, and Flipping Out Over Florida. Because Canadian caravans emerged, leading to a massive migration down south. The score, COVID vaccinations within Swamp Music Country in Florida to attain the digital proof of indoctrination necessary to work, travel, or taking a Toronto Raptors game again, despite Kawhi Leonard taking his talents to L.A., to make mumblecore magic for the Duplass brothers and a bunch of NBA short films for the Bleacher Report whenever he addresses nagging quads again. Chosen, the Canadian rapper, conspiracy theorist, pride himself on being a funnier, less sadistically creepy Eminem. At the same time, Chosen would also write record reviews, and mail them to editors at the source in L.A., the hip-hop Rolling Stone, for his own self-published rap debt album under COVID house arrest in Canada, titled Cosmic Chosen Perfectionist, in true Cosmic Chosen Perfectionist style, while also proving Kanye West didn't have a monopoly on highly stylized, ego-topping, art-rock, god-rap either. Chosen would push album review lines in his honor to editors at the source, such as, please don't compare me to Drake for fake news, black Jewish rappers. sake. I come from a line of hilarious Jewish rappers like Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys. Unlike fake news, persecuted Chuck D on Anthrax, bring on the noise. Chosen. The Canadian rapper theorist had zero love for Goodwill Hoodie at Facebook for banning his budding fan page for so-called hate speech violations after dissing some of his primo targets in his raps, such as Goodwill Hoodie at Facebook, Antifa, Michelle Obama, LeBron James, King of the Persecution Complex, and Minnesota Congressional Rep Babyface Omar. Gonna work it out for support of the BDS movement against Israel and for referring to the death of Amy Winehouse on Twitter as something happens to a beehive sporting 
horn hiding satanic Jew bitch who exploited the great Palestinian songbook for all it was worth. Gershwin Brothers live. Holla! Thank you very much! Now, Chosen got banned from LinkedIn. After getting banned from Facebook and Twitter for calling Farrakhan a black defender supremacist who trolled Ellie Wiesel on Holocaust Remembrance Day with termite emojis from dawn till night. Although what resulted in Chosen's permanent suspension from LinkedIn was a truth bomb video link targeting the world's largest resume database service when he did this gem sparkling bit. This is my impersonation of Dr. Dre discussing the merger of Microsoft with LinkedIn. Hey, Slim. Hey, Slim. <laughs> Microsoft paid $4.5 billion for LinkedIn. Eminem says, A word! LinkedIn is lamer than ever, yo! Then chosen ads. Eminem calls Trump Hitler, but... Trump lifted the lifetime ban on Jewish membership when he bought... Mar-a-Lago, slim on fact shady. Never getting enough of his punch-heavy, punctuated prose. Chosen goes in for the retaliatory kill against all the Trump-obsessed Twitter twas and states. Tell me why I should care about Snoop Dogg's political opinions again. His brain hovers a notch below porn hood hell. <laughs> Although I'd still drink Old E if it's ice cold at an AVN convention in Vegas. Party, old E. You know, Snoop Dogg's old school host prayer of choice. <laughs> this was before magic made HIV disappear. Feeling exceptionally spry, swell for being an early stage investor in Dell. Trump is the Antichrist, but in the Bible part two, Jesus defeats the Antichrist. So have some faith in the Jesus comeback story, won't you, people? I actually had to Google Antichrist at the time. I thought that's what Pig Vomit calls. Howard Stern in private parts before he became weird, weak, woke Howard. So, at the time, I thought, how bad could the Antichrist be? Ah, thank you very much! Now, Chosen was about to hop into his Toronto stripper's girlfriend's Porsche SUV, whose name was Cayenne, like the ride, before their desperate dash across the border to score her some much-needed stripper work in Miami and much-needed vaccinations to keep their careers and bowling lifestyle afloat. As Kayan, a part Haitian, part French striking six foot stunner, hailing from the sultry Big Easy, pulls her champagne room spewing ride out of Chosen's driveway, stops the car and says, I don't want to end up in COVID Canadian jail, Chosen. How are we going to get past customs without showing them our vaccination ID? I know you're the best of the Beastie Boys, all wrapped up into one, and we're blessed with a funny Jew bone capable of spitting out rhymes at will as if you were born to be in the perpetual zone. But there's only one Moses, baby, and I don't see the Lord playing any part in getting the Canadian Border Patrol to part with their motion-sensing technology on your behalf. Common takes in his stripper's scrumptious beauty, looking as if he can make love to her until his light blaster snapped in two and says, Stop talking crazy, Kyan. We're bound to Kanye now, bitch. Plus... Once I get that money on tour with Kanye, big tech, and the Canadian mass police can't tell me nothing. Worst case scenario, I get arrested, record a new album in prison like Lil Wayne, and Kanye West makes a trade for me in three years when he becomes president for Jim Carrey after he paints him as a Chicago rapper, conspiracist like the rest. 
Allah! And they can't tell me nothing, Kanye lives. Thank you very much. Dreaming on past COVID. Aerosmith lives, rocks, holla! Thank you very much! Slot.